Thank you so much. Well, over the next few weeks, uh, we're going to be looking at Christ in the chaos. And I don't need to give you a definition of chaos, do I? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, whether, like Jago was saying before, uh, whether it's the week that we've had in lockdown, uh, or as, as news editors and journalists have been scrambling to find words to describe what happened in, in Washington, D.C., they're all agreed that it is chaos. You know, at the location, which has been the, the blueprint for, for Western democracy, and the rule of law and order, and it was fizzing with chaos. And even if you could, even if you could confiscate Donald Trump's phone and Twitter account, say six or seven years ago, even if we could roll out the vaccine uh, right now to everybody in the world, we desperately need to know order. And, and we can't escape the chaos that we're in. The chaos would still be there. A couple of jabs in our arm are not going to eradicate the chaos that we are in. Chaos we can't escape, chaos we can't avoid. And amidst uh, so much chaos, as we think about the year ahead, I want to, to speak about having purpose. Even uh, without COVID, we can feel that lack of, of sense of direction or purpose, can't we? Or maybe you have a clear sense of purpose, but then back into lockdown at the start of a new year, it's difficult to sort of gain momentum again, isn't it? You know, what am I here for? What is my purpose? We're all looking for purpose. Can we find purpose amidst the chaos? Well, I was drawn to Isaiah chapter 6, where, where the prophet Isaiah, he discovers his purpose. And, and this is an amazing passage that, that many of you will know well. Uh, but Isaiah begins by saying in verse 1, in the year that King Uzziah died, otherwise known as, as King Azariah, one of the, the good kings of Israel, he, he reigned for about 45 years. And so in other words, Isaiah could be saying towards the end of Queen Elizabeth's reign or when we weren't certain with what was going to happen this side of the Atlantic or that during a time of a political upheaval. When things are feeling unshaken shaken and uncertain, this is the context in which Isaiah discovers his purpose. And so you don't have to wait until the storm blows over to be clear on your calling. And Isaiah goes on, I, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the, the train, just the train, the hem of his robe filled the temple. So we're dealing with something altogether different here. And, and as Isaiah sees this vision of the throne in heaven and finds his purpose, my question to you today is, do you see the Lord on the throne? Not does Isaiah see the throne, not have you, have you read about this throne in a book somewhere, not do, do friends or people around you see the throne, but do you see the throne? Do you see the Lord sitting high and exalted? Well, Isaiah saw in, in verse two that above God were, were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, I'm sorry, 
Rory and Rima, but in, in heaven they don't need a worship set list. They don't need a Spotify playlist with whoever's cool at the moment in the worship scene uh, because the angels, they're saying the same thing over and over and over again. You've got one set of angels saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. And then you've got another set of angels saying, heaven and earth are filled with his glory. And they're saying those things as if they've never said it before. We're joining in with the angels. We're joining in with the angels this morning. Isaiah says in in verse four, at the sound of their voices, the, the doorposts and thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. So before we even get to God, just the response to this revelation of God, the angels' voices and their their response, it it reverberates. Just just the worship is enough to, to make the surroundings rattle at their hinges. Is that your experience of God? How does Isaiah respond to all this? Verse five, woe to me, I cried. I am ruined or I'm I'm cut off for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. Clearly Isaiah has driven in London. But more importantly, what we see here is we we, we know from the Bible that it's out of the, the overflow of our hearts that the mouth speaks. Our lips aren't clean because our hearts and our minds aren't clean. And, and, and confronted with the, the majesty and the wonder and the awe of God, the holiness of God. This, this has given Isaiah a holy desperation for, for the state of his own heart and the state of the world. It's this sense that this is not how it's meant to be. This is not how it's meant to be inside of me. This is not how it's meant to be inside of the church. This is, this is not how it's meant to be in our land. And, and rather than God's glory filling the land and the temple, well, our culture might have a little residue of Christianity, but we, we live in a, in a Christ-haunted culture that, that may nod to Christ once in a while, but certainly does not bow down and worship him. And, and even in our own hearts, my, my worry is, is that for those of us who have encountered God, we can go on in our lives without any sense of awe and wonder at who God is and living our lives hollow, living our lives with no wonder at God. And we wonder why we're in such a mess. Isaiah says, and, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Isaiah knows that, that if this is God, then he is done with. Because in in Exodus chapter 33, we we read that no one who sees God will live. Because the angels cry, holy, holy, holy. And and we have separated ourselves from God, so therefore we are not holy, holy, holy. And the chaos isn't just around us, but it's within us. Perhaps we will jab our way out of lockdown, but we can't jab our way out of this. What do we see? We see in verse six, one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And with it, he touched my mouth. So he touches Isaiah's lips. Again, we see here that the lips, they represent the state of his heart. And said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. 
and your sin atoned for. This is grace. This is God at work, taking us from death to life, taking us from wrong to right, from darkness to light, changing our identity from, from sinner to son. And of course, the, the beauty of the gospel is not that an angel came to you at arm's length with a tongue in a coal, but that God himself came to you in the person of Jesus Christ. And he bore all the sin, he bore all the punishment that you and I deserve on the cross. And he enabled us to be with him. So today, if you are focused on the chaos, you're, you're focused on the chaos of a, of a world collapsing around you, or your heart and your flesh failing within you, then, then you need to see Jesus Christ. You need to see Jesus Christ and see that your sin has been atoned for, that Jesus is your portion. You need to see Jesus so that you can see that your guilt is gone. You need to, to see Jesus because when you see Jesus, you see all the glory of God. Isaiah says, my eyes have seen the glory of the Lord. Again, my question is, have your eyes seen the glory of the Lord? The angels sing, the earth is, is filled with the glory of God, but the people don't see him. You know, I find myself increasingly praying, God, would you open people's eyes? Would you open my eyes more and more to see you? But the, the reality is we are surrounded by people uh, that don't see his glory. They don't see his beauty and his majesty and his wonder. They don't know the peace and the rest and the hope that they can have in Jesus Christ. Isaiah writes in verse eight, then I, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? You see the, the divine plural here. This is the Trinity on mission. You've got Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and they are looking for someone to go for them. And Isaiah says, here am I, send me. And this is what happens when we find ourselves in the presence of God. We say yes to him. If you think, I'm not qualified, I'm not up to it, uh, God, God couldn't use someone like me, then, then you need to meet Jesus Christ. You, you need to not settle for a vision of God that is less than the person of Jesus Christ. Because when you, you get an all-surpassing vision of the glory of God and an all-transforming experience of the grace of God, God, he, he, he takes you from your own insufficiency and your own lack to the sufficiency of God. And, and you get to experience, not, not just a seraphim, at, at arm's length, with a tongue and a coal, but God coming and placing the very fire of his Holy Spirit within you. I was um, so struck recently listening to Tim Keller 
in conversation with Nikki Gumbel on a podcast. Many of you will know who, who Tim Keller is. Uh, he, he's a pastor. He's also been described as, as the modern-day C.S. Lewis. He's this intellectual who has this extraordinary capacity to, to, to communicate God's truth to a world that, that doesn't believe in him. He's a church planter in, in the great city of New York. Um, and now at the age of 70... And, and faced with a, a recent diagnosis of, of pancreatic cancer, he says that al- although he and his wife Kathy cry pretty much every day about them, about him having cancer, he's, he's had this new experience. And, and now in his retirement, he, he knows he, he's, he's preached to, to, um, and explained the gospel to, to millions of people that, that God is not just an objective reality, but a reality that you can experience. And he's saying that now driven to a place of dependence, he is experiencing God like never before. He says that today he he might not tangibly experience God's presence every day, but much more than he previously thought was possible. And he he said the main thing is that he and Kathy, they never want to go back spiritually to, to where they were before the cancer diagnosis. Do you see God's glory? Do you, do you see him? Can I urge you not, not to wait for something in your life to, to tip you over the edge? But today is the day, this is the moment, this is it. No one else can do this for you. The worship team can't do this for you. I can't do this for you. Being in a church building can't do this for you. Having an app on your phone or, or a book in your hand can't do this for you. This is between you and God. This is where it all begins. This is where it continues. Because, because your purpose for this year and your purpose for your life will not come standalone from God's glory. Because you and I, we might have our own grand plans and, and brilliant ideas, but whatever we're dreaming is, is nowhere near the zone of the plan that Jesus Christ has for your life and my life. And so I urge you this morning to say yes to Jesus, say yes to him, whatever it is he's saying, and he will fill in the detail. Because his, his purpose for you and me this year, for our life, I've got to be honest with you, it's, it's going to be harder than you think. As soon as Isaiah said, yes, God said to him, I'm going to send you to some people, and they're not going to listen to what you say. And it's, it's going to be different to what you think. And we think, I've got this plan for my life. I'm going to move to that city. I'm going to marry this person. I'm going to take on that career. My experience is God's plans are, are far wilder than our plans. It's going to be harder. It's going to be different. It's also going to be better than you could possibly imagine. Full of wonder, full of joy. Surprised by God's goodness and his kindness. But most of all, Surprised by God's very presence, by himself. Finding your purpose in a, in a world of chaos. It's as, as simple as saying, God, here I am. I, I want to see your glory. Let your grace be at work in my life and send me. It's saying, yes, Jesus, yes, to you, Jesus, yes to you today, and yes to you every day. Amen. Amen.